0: Welcome to Power Fueled Living, spirit, soul, and body. Through Christ, we can thrive in every area of our lives. Power Fueled Living Power
1: fuel Living Welcome to the show. I have today with me tammy daniels and tammy is going to be sharing her experience with addiction in marriage how she was able to survive it and what god has done in her life since Mm -hmm. tammy welcome to the show it is so good to have you it's so good to be here to talk about some hard subjects today. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it it is hard because Mm -hmm. you know a lot of us have experienced difficulties in our marriages Mm -hmm. you know and in relationships in general Mm -hmm. But you had to experience an addiction, a porn addiction. Right. Tell us about that.
0: Well, I became married when I was young. I was 19, and um, my father had died when I was younger, and so I was really looking for love. I craved that love. And so I married um, the first man that gave me lots of attention, and everything was great when we dated, but immediately I knew there were issues in our intimacy, in our intimate life and but I grew up in this really kind of closed um, circle where I didn't really know anything about pornography and no one really had ever talked about that to me so it was probably 10 years into my marriage as I tried to figure out what was wrong with me were all the issues in my marriage my fault um, my husband didn't say a word of course you know and, and an addict lives a pretty self-centered life so I was lonely in all of this but one night I Discovered him watching a pornographic video, but I still didn't realize much about an addiction. I thought you throw the video away, we talked about it briefly, and it'll go away. But it showed itself several times through the years, and we found ourselves in sexual addiction counseling. Um, it would progress each time more and more, and it was a painful, painful thing in our marriage. Yes,
1: and, I can imagine, mm-hmm. I can imagine. When you say that you had experienced problems early in your marriage, was there a lot of discussion about the problems that you were experiencing? Well, I would ask him, what's wrong? You know, why don't
0: you want to touch me? And There wasn't a lot of holding hands or those kind of things that you want, you know, as a young wife. So the lack
1: of intimacy in your marriage. okay. It's what
0: I felt like something was wrong with me. And so I would ask him, what's wrong? And he would continuously say nothing. There's nothing wrong. And I didn't know to look for these kinds of things. Um, I went to counseling myself. He carried me. Um, I did all the things I knew to do, but once um, I found the pornography, I started studying about it and realized that it was more than I had ever dreamt of. It was an addiction. Um, And I knew I couldn't change him. I couldn't change who he was. and we would go for help, and he would be excited. You know, I'm so happy you found out. We're going to get help for this. Um, but then, it might be a year later, it might be six months later. I could see the same signs coming back into our home. And um, so,
1: you experienced um, relapse, like like anyone who is addicted right. to
0: anything. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If you go, it's the same thing. So you know, his dad passed away, and during all of that, all of the pressure and all of the sorrow took him right back to the addiction, that's the mm-hmm. first thing he did was went, you know, at the time we had the video stores, you know, where you would go to buy these things, it wasn't like it is these days online. So it started out a little bit different, and then it went to the computer, and then I took the internet out of our home, we we took, um, we made lots of um, drastic things like that happen in our home to keep him um, from seeing these things. Mm-hmm. But none of that was enough. You know? right? None of it was enough. Unless, unless God can break the stronghold you have in your life, the addiction, mm-hmm. no one else can.
1: Sure. And I, and I think, too, we have to... A lot of people don't understand, um, because I've studied addiction and because I myself was exposed to pornography at such a young age, mm-hmm. when God was delivering me, um, he had to show me the brain patterns mm-hmm. absolutely that develop from mm-hmm. addiction and we don't, mm-hmm. we don't think about that. No, we we think about you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing and mm-hmm. you need to stop. Right. And so we want that willpower mm-hmm. to kick in right. and expect that to be it. Mm-hmm. And it's not. A lot of times there are chemical changes to our bodies, to our brains mm-hmm. that can prolong mm-hmm. addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it takes God to reveal those things to you, right. but also for him to deliver you from those things, Right? because he will give you the strategies and tools. He will give you the miracles mm-hmm. to get through a lot of mm-hmm. that. And we, we just, there are some things we just cannot right. do ourselves. I agree. Yeah.
0: So it wasn't going anywhere. We were married about 24 years when I was in women's ministry for my church, a large um, church and God was really used in my life and we lived this was pretty much a secret a few of our friends knew but we lived this you know glamorous life on the outside we're so happy but our home was not we now had four children and trying to raise them to love the Lord with all their heart and I felt like divorce would rob them of um, the life that God had for them so I grew up where you don't get divorced so you just live it out you married him you're there you know and so I was in the middle of this ministry when God said, you need to deal with your marriage. And uh, my husband was content. I mean, he had the best of both worlds, you know. Yeah. And so we began counseling again. And I remember him going and the counselor saying, so are you ready to change? Do you want to change? And I remember looking at him across the room and him saying, I don't know if I can. And, you know, I wanted him to say, yes, I will fight for her. She's worth it. But he wasn't saying any of those things. I wasn't worth it. And those were devastating words for me to hear. So after that, this counselor began telling me all the wonderful words you want to hear. You are enough. You are beautiful. You deserve more. So Satan found where I was weak in the Mm -hmm. middle of all of this. And he went right into the crack. And I began to enjoy hearing what this man would say to me. And before I realized it, I was in the middle of an emotional relationship with him where I didn't really care about my marriage anymore. You know, I liked what this man had to say to me, you know, and and we would pray and read God's word. So, you know, it, this must be great. It must be a godly thing. You know, I tried this to justify. This
1: is what I want for my husband. Yes. And, and he's giving it to me. Yeah.
0: Right. So in the midst of all of that, I uh, my husband wanted a divorce. And... It was just a devastating time. Um,
1: Now, your husband. What do you mean? Your husband wanted a divorce. Did he just decide? He he decided during all
0: of this he would like to have a divorce, and nobody really knew about his stuff. They only were seen um, where I was, and so it was. He was
1: able to to use that. Use your um, emotional affair. Right. So you told him about it. Yes. He well, he found out about it. He found out about it. Um, Okay.
0: And it became a public thing, um, and it was a very devastating time. I was in a hole of despair. It was, um, we were both public people, and so um, he found out about it. Um, after it was over, after several months, I came clean to, to talk about it and say what I'd done. I was devastated. I felt like God could never use me on top of all this pain I've been in. Now I heaped more pain in on there. So my husband just, um, he used all that to say, look what she did to me.
1: So how did that make you feel? This man has had emotional affairs for years. You have your one discretion, Mm -hmm. and now he wants a divorce.
0: It was devastating. I felt dirty. I felt abandoned. I felt like I was unlovable. I felt betrayed in so many ways by both men and uh, by friends. And... um, I didn't understand, you know, why God would leave me in such a pit. What had I done so wrong? I was really in a pity party, but yet it was it was devastating to me. I didn't have the strength to say,
1: to fight. I had no fight left yeah, in me. Yeah, yeah. So you were just so worn down at that point. Yeah, and Cause I, I just th- imagine myself being very angry. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, I was, I was <laughs> angry. And Are you kidding me? I was angry
0: and I fought back with words but every time I would fight back I would end up being the one that got hurt every sure, time. Sure,
1: because, sure. Because
0: um, these men were very good at keeping to their
1: stories. Right, right. And
0: right. so I would be the one in pain and my friends would be just like, Be quiet, God will fight for you and I'm thinking, yeah. Well God's he's so disappointed in me, why would he fight for me? You know, I've yeah. totally messed up and you know, God He doesn't care about me.
1: Yeah. And then you have this gender bias when it comes to affairs oh, absolutely. and things like that. It's like, you know, oh, to the male, oh, it's going to be okay. We understand, brother. And then, of course, you're wearing the scarlet letter, a. Hey, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, and the counselor so had sad. said
0: nothing yeah. happened, you know, when he was questioned um, and he had said nothing happened, so he had made me look like I had made everything up. Then my husband, in turn, no one oh, so knows so he would what not
1: acknowledge it.
0: Right. So both of these men hurt me oh, tremendously. So I couldn't see anything for a long period of time except sure. all that pain. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a different mm-hmm. person for mm-hmm. several years, actually.
1: Yeah, that
0: can weaken mm-hmm. your resolve. Yes. How did
1: it affect your spiritual relationship with Christ?
0: Um, after a time, I I realized that God would forgive me, but it did a lot. I mean, you know, I didn't feel worthy to even open his word for a time. I didn't want to be part of a local body because I've been hurt by people there. And all that this. is what
1: condemnation does, and mm-hmm. that is why mm-hmm. it is so important mm-hmm. for us to have people in our mm-hmm. lives who can encourage us yes. and strengthen us mm-hmm. and pray for us because the enemy is mm-hmm. constantly condemning Absolutely. and shaming mm-hmm. and belittling and berating. You know, that's his mm-hmm. job. That's mm-hmm. what he does. Absolutely. You know, when when you felt convicted and you repented for your sin, as far as God was concerned, that was it's it over. Yeah, that was it. But it does matter when you have people around you, absolutely, talking, condemning, you know, word cursing—I call it, you know—and and, there, there was so much shaming. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it does matter because now that inner critic that we normally have control on mm-hmm. <laughs> over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is has risen up absolutely and and shows his ugly face. Yes. Yeah. So
0: for a long period of time, he had me bound, thinking, you know um you, you got caught in sin yourself, and this is this is the price you pay. But I was in my living room one day, and I had that little verse that popped up on your phone, you know. And I just, I looked at it, and it was First Peter 5.10. And it says, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace will strengthen, establish, confirm, and restore yes. you. And I remember standing there, I got on my knees, and I said, Lord, are you telling me that you would want to use my life? You would want to to restore a life that feels like I've just hurt your name so badly and hurt my children and so many people. And God said, yes, I love you that much. And um, after that, I remember sitting in church and I felt his forgiveness. And I remember standing and singing and thinking, Lord, I just can't understand why you would forgive me, why you would give me so much Grace and mercy, you know, I had grown up singing the song at Calvary. I don't know if you know that old hymn where it says, mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burden so found liberty at Calvary. And probably for the first time in my life, those words came to life. Yeah, yeah. And I began to experience, Lord, you love me this much. You just heap your grace and mercy on me. And from there, um, I realized I was living with lots of shame. And after a time, God showed me that. And once I released all of my shame and everything and surrendered it to him, he began to use my life again. Oh, my
1: gosh, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. God is, is such a loving father. Yes, he is. It, it's amazing how he mm-hmm. loves us. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes him God. That's yes. why he's God. Absolutely. You know? And that amazing grace, that mm-hmm. restoration, mm-hmm. that recovery, Mm-hmm. that he gives us. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you received it. Yes. Not me everyone too. receives it. Not everyone <laughs> yeah. receives it. I remember th- and they go on and on mm-hmm. and on with shame and condemnation.
0: I remember thinking back these years ago, I'll live life and it'll be okay. You know, I'll get up, I'll go to work, I'll you know, but it'll never be like really okay. Yeah. And now it's like, Lord, it's more than okay. Yes. You have given me more than I deserve, and I will never get over that what you've done for me in my life. I will give Him glory forever for taking someone who was in a pit of sin, who was hurt in a marriage tremendously, and then raising them up to new life again. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a good God. You
1: know, when you and and this goes back to how we see things and how we view things. You view your emotional affair as a pit of sin, mm-hmm. because sin to sin. you, that's what it was. Yeah, Sin is sin. You have some people who say, I can't go to God because people, I mean, I've done too much. Mm-hmm. And so they are, they are thinking about this laundry list of mm-hmm. everything that they've done. Mm-hmm. Sin is sin for God, yes, regardless of how many, how often sin is sin. Mm-hmm. and he says, come to the throne of grace boldly, mm-hmm. boldly yes and, and and repent and he'll forgive us. Yes. It doesn't matter the level that people put on it, it doesn't matter the measure that society mm-hmm. puts on it. Mm-hmm. when you sin, go to God, yes go to him and receive. Receive forgiveness mm-hmm. and restoration and recovery.
0: And it's that simple. Oh my gosh, we make it so simple. hard, you know, but it's that. Yeah. I made it so hard for yeah. so long. Yeah. But it really is that mm. easy. And He really, I remember seeing a lady in a Wendy's parking lot who had seen me through all this and um, she saw me after God began to restore my life and she looked at me and said, and she said, You look so much different. Like, you know, your face has the glow about it. You know, I can see you come, that you've come to life again god will begin to do this work and you once you give him
1: all of that stuff you say he brought you through a restoration did that include relationships church members how what did that whole thing look like
0: it did i'd had a circle of friends that had been that had walked through it with me some friends i lost that didn't like the choices i made and didn't really know what happened you know you have all that that group of people but I began to see when I came out with confidence and said, I don't really care. You know, God's restored my life and let me tell you, but kind of like the woman at the well, you know, she didn't. She went to all those people not caring what they thought about her before. And once they saw me not really caring, then they began to come and say, you know, we support you. We're sorry for what you've been through. We didn't know. I received apologies. And... Um, some of those relationships well, God didn't that restore. that was a
1: blessing. But those because, were blessings. Yeah, a lot of people won't apologize. Right, yeah.
0: and it gives you a new spirit if you've ever been through something devastating like this where, you know, probably I was raised in a legalistic, really, background where you might judge someone, you know, think, oh, can you believe they did that? But after you step out of something like this, it helps you to see people in a whole different light. You don't care oh, does it? where they've been or what they've done. And so I think that's what people begin to see in me is the way they treated me. It's okay. I mean, I, I would have treated people that way, too, had I not have gone through this myself. And so and it that's changes. the power
1: of experience, yes. that change, that mindset, mm-hmm. um, that revelation of, oh, my God. And and we have done that to Mm -hmm. some people at different levels. Mm -hmm. But when we experience that type of judgment, it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. You're more sensitive to how you respond to people, usually. You have some people (laughs) that are judgmental regardless.
0: It doesn't matter. And I've experienced that. You know, there are some who still can't look at me. But that's okay, you know, because I have had more good than bad come from this. God's given me the um, experiences to talk, have women come talk to me that have been through either an emotional affair or are in a marriage of pornography. So He's opened up so many avenues for me to share His love.
1: And, and you have written a book. Yes. Thus far, a journey from heartache to healing and hope through Christ. Absolutely. Tell us about this book. So this book, Chronicles, um, at the
0: beginning, it talks about my childhood and goes just through the things we've talked about a little more in depth, the first part of the book. And then the second part of the book talks about how I healed and how God did restore my life, how the strongholds of Satan, um, talked about the friends that helped me through, and it's to help someone else know how they can get through a hard time, whether it's pornography or whether it's something else, um, how you can walk out, out of the storm. Reassured that our only hope is in
1: Christ yeah. to carry us through. So, Tammy, how has your children um, healed from this? Well, God has really,
0: He's blessed me. I was um, sitting at church on a, a few weeks ago. Three of my children um, were with me there, and I was in the choir and looked down there, and I just happened to—I just happened to look down, and it was like, Lord, thank you for your grace. I mean, it's been hard. They've had a hard road. I mean, they thought we, the younger ones thought we were in a happy home. The older ones knew we weren't. And so they've had a harder time dealing with a mother. It's one thing for your dad. But when your mom steps into sin, that's a little harder for them, I believe. So, but God has brought healing to our family. And he um, has given them a love for their mom. And Amen. they're standing by Amen. and watching because how God chooses me. deal
1: with the issue of the demise but also the separation of the divorce yeah Yeah,
0: and that was hard for them and so now they're used to that you know Mm -hmm. if you can get used to it and divorce is never a great thing but it was the only solution Mm -hmm. and so um they see me happy and I'm growing and we have a great time when we're together there's those scars you know I won't lie that sometimes show themselves and uh So you have
1: some moments of sensitivity. Yeah. 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 Okay. And And so so how is your relationship with your ex?
0: We are friends. And so we have four kids that we adore. And so they're the most important things. And so you've
1: made them Mm -hmm. important. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. So, I mean, we've had to deal with
0: his issues through the divorce, you know. And we just face them as they come, um, talk about them. And I still have those, you know, those kids to protect. And so... um, Yeah, we've made it work, you know, and so here we
1: are. I think, you know, if you guys don't hear anything from this, look at how God has restored Tammy to the place where she can have a reasonable relationship with a man who has hurt her, Mm -hmm. knowing he still has issues that he's dealing Mm -hmm. with. So you want to protect the children. Mm -hmm. But you're willing to have this relationship with this man without animosity, without offense, without keeping a schism
0: if I going. Can't, if I can't move forward and forgive, then I can't tell other people about the forgiveness there is in Christ. And so that's not always easy. No, no, no. It <laughs> but, usually isn't, yeah. But yes, those children are, are that important. God gave me those four yeah. gifts, and I want them to grow up and to serve him. And that means I need to keep an open door with their
1: father. Yeah. What makes it not easy is the feelings that we feel. Absolutely. And you have to decide, am I going to allow my feelings to run my life? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to make decisions that are going to make my life better that do not line up with my feelings? Because we can Mm -hmm. feel a certain way, but then Mm -hmm. we have to make a choice Mm -hmm. regardless of how Mm -hmm. I feel. I have to do what's right. Right. And a lot of times that takes faith. That takes strength that we don't have sometimes mm-hmm. and we have to say, Lord, please give me strength to do this mm-hmm. and just do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean there are days when I have said, I just want to tie him on the back of my car, you know, and drive through the town, you know. <laughs> I said that to myself. Right, right, right. <laughs> but then the Lord says, I died for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And so I, I pray that um,
1: Girl, you said something he like has there. You said something right there. We, we can't skim over this because a lot of people are living in such hurt and pain because of things that were done to them, mm-hmm. um, still in bondage, mm-hmm. so many strongholds, mm-hmm. condemnation, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. and God loves them yeah. just as much mm-hmm. as he loves us. That's right. He loves everyone. Yes. He loves the molester. He loves the abuser, not the sin that they do. No. Not the abuse. No. Not the pain that they no. give, but he loves every yes. human being. Yes, he does. Everyone with a soul, he yes, loves. He does.
0: And we forget that we so forget often that. in the middle of the pain that
1: hard. It's hard to remember But and there's a there's a place of restoration for them too, a place of healing Mm -hmm. for them, too. A lot of times we have this mindset that we want them punished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And God is saying, I want them delivered. Mm -hmm. I want them set free. I want them restored the same way you want to be restored. You want to be healed. You want to be delivered. God wants that person that hurt you, that offended you delivered healed and set free as well would you be willing to pray for that person Mm -hmm. would you be willing to pray for them i really encourage you Mm -hmm. start praying for that person and watch Mm -hmm. god begin to do a work in you Mm -hmm. watch your healing take place as well prayer is very important yes yeah
0: can't get through without you Mm -hmm. know my um, relationship with god is based on my time i spend with him and that's prayer you know I want to have an intimate relationship with him. He knows me better than anyone else, and uh, he knows those thoughts I have about those other people, and he can also get me back where I need to be. That's right. With spending time with him, so yes, it's a huge part of healing.
1: Tammy, (laughs) share with women who are experiencing um, these type of issues in their marriage how they can overcome them and get help. Well, I would suggest that they talk to one
0: other person you know when when we hide behind our stuff whatever it might be it, um, Satan makes this thing no one would understand but when we talk to one other person there's great healing and just talking to one other person and then I would say sit and talk to God over and over And even when you think he's not listening sit and talk to him but then listen for his voice every day Ask God to help you to move forward in this thing, whether it's if you're staying in your marriage, counseling, um, if it's going to your pastor with your husband and saying, we got to have help. But you can overcome, but only through Christ and spending time in his word. That's the only
1: way. Amen, amen. Tammy, thank you so much for yes. sharing your story. I am looking forward to having you back on the show for more mm-hmm. because I know God is going to continue to do great things in I I your hope. life. And thank you for viewing Power Fuel Living. I hope this episode was a blessing to you. Stay tuned next week for another great episode.
0: Join Lisa each week for faith-filled, spirit-led messages and interviews that will empower you to live your best life, spirit, soul, and body.